I am Robo Prime, leader of the Robobots. Welcome to Table Flippers Podcast, an outreach of Greater Works Christian Church here in Lancaster, California. I am your host, Robert Enos. If you like what you hear, visit us at gwcclancaster.org. That's gwcclancaster.org. Find the Table Flippers link, click on it, and you'll get to our merchandise. Now, get ready for a huge dose of truth and a huge dose of common sense. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and a huge thank you once again to every one of you that tune in, listen, support, have been writing me kind letters, and I do really appreciate it. I can say that the letters and such that I've been getting in, the emails that I've been getting in, have been very kind, uh, very, very kind. I think there was only one person on Facebook that took problem with one of my episodes but it was clear that the person didn't really pay, if they listened at all, didn't really pay attention because she made the statement that I claimed that everything women touched uh, basically uh, didn't work, that it was broken, and that's not <laughs> at all what I said. As a matter of fact, in that particular episode that she was re- referencing, I said the exact opposite, <sighs> but of course she couldn't hear that she was a very uh left-leaning person and i've just come to the conclusion ladies and gentlemen i've come to the conclusion that uh liberal-minded people um those who typically vote democrat i i know i keep coming back to this but it's it's just the truth this is just the truth there's a mental deficiency component to all of that that they can't even hear truth accept truth see truth now i'm not going to say that's a pure science vote Democrat, automatically have a mental illness because a lot of people do it just simply because they heard something, a lie, and they accepted it as truth and they voted on it that way. Or some people vote, say, Democrat because that's just what their families did and they don't question it, they just do it. They just go along blindly. These are the types of people that when the truth is presented to them and they can see clearly the truth, they won't vote that way anymore. The rest, honestly, um, it's like mental illness by choice. They choose to be mentally, emotionally unstable. They choose to turn the other way when truth is presented. They choose to blind themselves to the truth and deafen themselves to the truth. And it's all by choice. And then you have that small a group of people that truly are just completely mentally ill and probably belong in a facility somewhere where they could be taken care of. But anyways, those are your three classes of liberal Democrats. Today I want to talk to you about something else. And I just went ahead and started with that because of what this article and what I'm going to talk to you about is going to take me. When I first read this article and I saw this, I had... There was nothing political in my mind about it until I started asking the questions, why? Why is this happening? Why is this continue to happen? Why is this becoming just normal uh, in our neighborhoods in America, but especially here in Los Angeles County? And, well, you'll see why. Let me read this article. And this article is from Fox News, and it was posted April 17th. Oh, that's today, a little earlier today. And it says... Huge mob ransacks California gas station. 
police outnumbered. And then there's a video it shows. And I watched the video and it was just amazing to me. I mean, literally mobs and mobs and mobs of uh, young people. At least I saw young people. They were, you know, they look, all look like a, a little bit older teenagers, maybe early 20s. Um, literally ransacked this Arco gas station. Anyways, let me go on with this. It says, Arco employee reportedly hid in bathroom. A video recording or recorded a mob of California youth breaking into a gas station convenience store and then stealing what pl- police say were thousands of dollars of products. The incident happened early Sunday morning in Compton, California, after a large group of people blocked an intersection as part of a street takeover, with video footage showing cars drifting in circles and screeching around 2.30 a.m., according to KTLA. Now, if you watch this video, I'll put the link in the um, descriptions area of for this podcast for this episode but if you watch this video you can hear in the background cars you know screeching and burning out and all that and uh so that makes sense they were out there doing donuts and drifting and doing all their stuff while this other part of the mob was breaking in to this arco station it says it's unbelievable unbelievable unreal i've never seen anything like this happen here greg johnson a compton resident and customer of the arco station that was looted told ABC7 in reaction to the ransacking. Arco staff said a clerk hid in the bathroom while the looting occurred. Video taken of the incident shows unidentified people first crowding around the entrance of the convenience store at the Arco gas station and kicking down its glass door to gain entry. Once inside, people could be seen swiping items from the store shelves with one smiling person taking packages of condoms and cigarettes. Oh, and by the way, watching this video, there's a lot of people that wore masks. They wore masks, had hoodies on. And then there was a lot of these young people um, that had no masks, no hoodies, looking straight into the camera. Uh, You know, I'm not even a police officer, but I can make out clearly who these people were. And if I, you know, if I could take some of those still shots and go around in that area and probably pick them out, certainly out of a lineup. So thank God most criminals, especially on this level, are not that bright. Anyways, it says once inside, people could be seen swiping items from the store shelves with one smiling person taking packages of condoms and cigarettes. (laughs) Condoms (laughs) and cigarettes. (laughs) Condoms and cigarettes. Well, At least they took the condoms because that tells you that they're not going to be creating any other people like them for a while. (laughs) So please, if you're listening to this and you stole those condoms, please use them. For God's sake, use them. We don't need any more people like you. (laughs) I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. That just kind (laughs) of tickled my funny bone. (laughs) Condoms and cigarettes. You're going to risk going to prison. You're going to risk the rest of your life. You break in with a mop and all you can get is condoms and cigarettes. I don't know. Maybe they'll <laughs> maybe they'll let you take them with you when you go to prison. You might need them there. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I should not laugh at this because this is serious business and it really is. It's just, I'm thinking to myself, if I'm going to risk going to prison, 
ruin the rest of my life, if I'm taking that risk, I'm certainly not going to come out of that with just condoms and cigarettes. (laughs) Hey, man, what are you in here for? (laughs) I got caught stealing condoms and cigarettes. What are you in here for? Murder. (laughs) Oh, mercy. Oh, Lord, help me. Help me. Help me. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to take this serious, ladies and gentlemen, because this really is serious. I guess I just needed that laugh. Let me keep reading. It says, the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department said products collectively worth thousands of dollars were stolen and that the store suffered serious damage. ABC 7 reported those were some expensive condoms and cigarettes. <laughs> oh, thousands of dollars worth of condoms and cigarettes. <laughs> Anyways, stop it. Stop it. Somebody's out there laughing, making me laugh. <laughs> says, no arrests have been made in connection to the incident. <laughs> oh, and you scroll down on this, and it, it shows clearly, this is so funny, it shows clearly a, a, a still shot of this young man, baseball cap on. He's even wearing a hoodie, but he doesn't have it pulled up, so he's not trying to hide himself at all, and he's reaching up and stealing some condoms, <laughs> looking straight at the camera. Look, Mom, <laughs> I got condoms. <laughs> So he's going to say, I bet your mom's proud. (laughs) Plaster that picture all over the news in L.A. Somebody's going to get their butt whipped. You got... (laughs) I sent you down to the Argo store and all you could come back with was condoms and and cigarettes. (laughs) I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) If that was my son... I would whip his butt for one for being part of that mob. I'd whip his butt for stealing. And then I would whip his butt for being so stupid to steal condoms and cigarettes. I mean, how desperate do you need to be to steal condom and cigarettes? And he's got a big old smile on his face like he's doing something so cool. <laughs> Let me keep reading. Sergeant Clarence Williams of the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department told the Los Angeles Times that the street takeover near the Arco station was one of three in the area that night, but that he had never seen a flash mob break into a store to that level. By the time police arrived, the crowd had scattered, he said. Can you see all these kids <laughs> running? Oh no, the cops are coming. And they're running with arms full of con- of condoms and cigarettes. <laughs> Don't drop it. You might need that where you're going. <laughs> <I'm> s- <laughs> oh, this is this is just too funny. I'm so sorry because this really is serious business. <laughs> Around a hundred people were involved, and the area was left covered in trash and tire marks. KTLA <laughs> reports. It makes me angry, Norris Heron, uh, whom KTLA said witnessed the events, told the station. It makes me angry when they do that to the streets and put everybody else in danger. An investigation of the footage of the looting is reportedly ongoing. Uh, let's see, is there any more? I guess that's it. That's the end of that. Boy, that was a short... Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess after you've reported on the <laughs> stolen condoms and the cigarettes, what, is it, what else is there to talk about? <laughs> I, 
I'm sorry. <laughs> Jump in the car. <laughs> Take off. What did you get? Condoms and cigarettes. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> of all the things to ruin your life over. I got a box of cigarettes and a box of condoms. <laughs> Woo, that's going to make for a fun party. <laughs> Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that was um, serious business, I understand. But it, it just struck me as being funny. I shouldn't laugh at that stuff. Okay, serious stuff, serious stuff, serious stuff. So anyways, this is happening all over LA County area. This type of stuff is happening here where I live. We live at the northern tip of LA County, so we're still in county uh, jurisdiction. And it's happening. People just don't care anymore. These young people just seem to not care. They're not afraid. You know, they can walk in, steal things, and walk out. Even where uh, our coffee shop was, we had a boutique in there where um, where Beauty for Ashes would sell some clothing and lipsticks and things of that nature. And uh, and actually, it's really great stuff. They, they sell some um, lip balms, lipstick, uh, facial creams, uh, body butter, and these are all, all natural, organic, made out of all natural, organic ingredients, and it's really healthy for you. You know, not that I wear the lipstick... <laughs> <laughs> However, I do want to be on a Bud Light can soon, so <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. I went to the gym today, and it was like one of the toughest workouts. I, I walked, and my, my, everything in me was like jellyfish. I was so tired, so maybe my brain is just finally starting to get some oxygen again, <laughs> and I can't help it. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> let me keep reading. <laughs> There's this article um let's see oh that's not something else so there's an article in what is this usa today it says which los angeles neighborhoods are safest see the latest trends in la crime rates so it's talking about la los angeles county la crime rates and how they're going so let me just read a part portion of this it says los angeles for years los angeles residents like many communities across the country have complained about growing crime rate from catalytic converter theft to stolen packages or far worse and the impact on their quality of life now actually there's something a little bit deceptive in this because yes in the last few years okay just the last maybe three or four years maybe five but three or four years uh, crime rates have been going up in Los Angeles, but for a long time they were going down. And Los Angeles and portions of Los Angeles have become safer and safer and safer. So this is not necessarily a new trend, but it's a resurging of a trend in LA that crime rates are going up. Anyways, this was published uh, March 20th, 2023 by, let's see, two people, Bianca uh, Pilaro, Bianca Pilaro, and Tammy Abdola. I think that's how you pronounce the name. And this is USA Today. So they talk about how crime rates are going up anywhere from catalytic converter thefts, stolen packages, and far worse. They don't say what far worse is, but I can tell you what far worse is. Violent crimes, homicides, things of that nature. And it impacts the quality of life of the people here. So more than three years after the COVID-19 pandemic began, USA Today took a look at the data to assess how much crime really has gone up and whether people are more or less safe than they were back in 2019. Now, just for time's sake, I'm not going to read this whole article. Again, I'll put the link so you can read it if you want to. But I want to drop down to a part, where is it? In this article, 
I believe. Uh, oh, yes. Here it is. Here. Oh, yeah, these numbers are not good. I'm not going to read all of them, but just to give you a, an idea of this, there's a, I wouldn't say it a graph, just something where they compare, uh, they, they looked at 2019 and then the changes in crime from 2019 to 2022. So basically a three-year gap. And a three-year gap, let me just read some of them to you. Uh, just to give you an idea, there's it, it shows all the little towns, the cities in Los Angeles. So um, I don't have time to read all of them, but it's just some of them, okay? So a, a, a town called Rancho Park, property tax, uh, I'm sorry, property crime, property crime is up two. Uh, 0.63%. So that does not too much, but violent crime is up 114%. Elysian Park property crime is actually down 35.36%. Uh, so in that sense, that's good, but violent crime is up 113%. Los Feliz is property crime is up 18.54%, and violent crime is up 91%. Uh, Glassell, Glassell Park uh, property. Uh, crime is down 12.80%, but violent crime is up 63%. Now, let me, there's a town called here, Canoga Park. Some of you might um, recognize that name. I grew up not far from Canoga Park, but property crime is down 13.62%, but violent crime is up 51%. Let me see. Um, Hollywood Hills West, property crime is down uh, 6 0.46%, but violent crime is up 49%. Didn't I already say? Oh, Chatsworth. Chatsworth, another town near where I grew up. Property crime is up 8.43%. Violent crime is up 42%. This is ridiculous. Uh, downtown, downtown LA, property crime is up 56.49%. Violent crime is up 25%. So most of these, not all of them, most of them, uh, crime is on the rise and violent crime is horribly on the rise. Let's see, Northridge. I actually grew up in Northridge. Um, property crime is down just 0.41%, so not even 1%. That almost doesn't even count, but we'll count it, 0.41%. Violent crime, 19% rise. And I think I'll just stop there. Like I said, if you want to, you can look at this and look at all of these numbers. Some are actually down in the violent crime area. Um, some are down in the property crime area, but it's not looking good for LA, okay? Now I do, let's see, where is it? Oh, here it is. I want to read this part of this article to you just because I want to show you how people think in this. This is ridiculous. But anyways, it says, outside of downtown, some of the largest increases in crime rates were on LA's west side with greater wealth and home to many national chain and high-end retailers. Neighborhoods including Century City, Palms, Playa del Rey, Playa Vista, and Sotel all saw Overall crime rates increased dramatically between 2018 and 2022. Century City, home to a major shopping mall that's been the target of high-end smash-and-grab thefts, saw its property crime rates increase by 35% from 80 reported crimes per 1,000 residents to 108 in four years. So from 80 reported crimes to 108 reported crimes 
in four years. Such increases across many West Side neighborhoods. Now listen to this. It says like this. Such increases across many West Side neighborhoods, which trend whitier, whitier. <laughs> My brain is finally getting some oxygen, but let me read that again. Such increases across many West Side neighborhoods, which trend whiter and richer on average than most LA neighborhoods, looked the same when analyzed from 2019 to 2022. You see how they had to throw that in? Like, uh, I don't know. Why does everything come down to race with our media? Why does it seem, and especially if they're left-leaning, more liberal-minded, why is everything about race? You know what? Everybody out there are people, are human beings, citizens, right? It doesn't matter the color of their skin. If, if, if the trends were different and the crime rates were going up in predominant white neighborhoods, we would need to do something about that. Crime rates go up in a predominantly black neighborhood. We need to do something about that. If crime rates go up in a predominantly uh, Asian community, we need to do something about that. If crime rates go up in a predominantly Hispanic, Latino uh, community, we need to do something about that. Why? Because they're human beings. Anyways, let me just read some of these real quick. Says Palm saw a 35% in reported property crimes increase in property crimes and 7% increase in violent crimes. Playa Vista saw a 28% increase in property and 50% increase in violent crimes. That's a really big jump in Playa Vista. Mar Vista saw 8% increase in property and 33% increase in violent crimes. Del Rey experienced a 14% increase in property and a 25% increase in violent crime. And Brentwood had a 20% increase in uh, property and 15% increase in violent crimes. So, Anyways, let me make my point. USA already made their point that, you know, these white neighborhoods are doing better. I don't know. Maybe they're trying to throw out some type of racist angle on this, but it's ridiculous. I don't personally care who lives in those neighborhoods. If there's if those residents are being subjected to higher crime rates, we need to do something about it, regardless of the color of their skin and regardless of how much money they bring home every year. That is absolutely ridiculous. Anyways, so I started looking at this, you know, that first, uh, the, the, the mob that ransacks that Arco, which is terrible. I know I laughed through it, but it was mainly because of the mobsters, <laughs> mobsters <laughs> stealing condoms and cigarettes. But it, it's terrible no matter how you look at it, because that's somebody's business. That's somebody's, you know, as we would say, bread and butter. Somebody worked there. There was somebody that worked there and had to hide in the bathroom for fear of their lives. There's now, it's probably shut down today as they're doing repairs and assessing the damage and trying to figure out where they go next with all of this. So that means it's more inconvenient for the people that live in that neighborhood that would use that Arco, either purchase things there, purchase their gasoline there, whatever. And now they have to go further, go somewhere else, maybe pay higher prices at another uh, gas station. Why? Because of all these punk kids, these stupid idiotic, ignorant, punk kids. Yeah, I said it, ladies and gentlemen. And here's the thing that I would do. I mean, um, when the police go in there and they could certainly find some faces, you know, um, if they're 18 or older, try them as an adult, send them away, period. You know, just it's ridiculous what they did, send them away. 
Anybody under 18, <clears throat> go after the parents and make the parents pay. You know, maybe a $10,000 fine for um, the parents of a minor who was there tearing up that store. Maybe that would help curb this because little junior might get his, you know, hey, dad go, I had to pay 10 grand because you and, <laughs> and stole condoms and cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Can you see that? Dad fuming at home because he's paying $10,000. He had to go sell his motorcycle or, or or take out a huge loan or something like that. Junior comes through the door with his backpack. <laughs> I mean, you talk about a butt whipping. Again, a butt whipping for being a thief, a butt whipping for being stupid, and a butt whipping... <laughs> Stealing condoms and cigarettes. That boy ain't going to be able to sit down for a, for a year. <laughs> and rightfully so. But hey, go after the parents on these minors, if, if they were minors, okay? And if they're 18 years old, they're adults, so let them be up the river, you know? Anyways, uh, it got me thinking again about the whole why behind it. Why is all this happening? Huh? So it reminded me of this gentleman by the name of George Gascon. Some of you may have known him, but he is the um, uh, DA of Los Angeles. Now, George Gascon is an interesting character. Okay, very interesting character. When I read it, there's some things I didn't know about him other than he's a terrible DA. That's all I knew. He's crooked. That's all I knew. He's wicked. That's really all I knew. Evil. That's all I really knew. But George Gascon, uh, let me just read some of this. It says he was born March 12, 1954, and he was actually born in Cuba. And his family migrated here from Cuba. He's an American attorney and former police officer. Now, I want you guys to put all this stuff together. So he's an attorney. A former police officer who is the district attorney of Los Angeles County, a member of the Democrat Party, and a former Republican. <laughs> I mean, right here, anybody that voted for this dude to put him in office, I mean, you voted for somebody who can't even figure out who or what he is. He escaped, he and his family escaped communist, the, the, the whole communist revolution, and it said that uh, his father was, was you know, labeled... Um, for being anti-government, being basically anti-communist, and so they had to run for their life. So he comes here and he basically starts acting like one, becoming one. He's now a Democrat, but he was a Republican. He is now uh, the district, uh, the DA for Los Angeles County that does not want to, um, you know, charge anybody. He doesn't want to prosecute anybody, it seems. That's why crime is going crazy here because everybody knows, or most people know, that... Um, you know, we're not going to be prosecuted for it, so let's just go have a good time. But he was also a former police. This guy is so double-minded. His brain, his psyche, his soul, ladies and gentlemen, if he has one, his soul um, is like a roller coaster ride. It's got his ups, it's got his downs, it's got his crazy turns, ins and outs, all over the place. He was a Republican. Now he's a Democrat. He was a police officer. Now he's working against police officers. You know, he doesn't know who he is or what he's all about, you know, and that's why Los Angeles County, at least one reason why it's in such a mess. And it makes it it makes me realize why the Los Angeles Board of Supervisors like this guy, because he is there out. They can be just as stupid, just as ridiculous, just as ignorant, just as foolish 
just as tyrannical. And then when every when it finally does hit the fan, <laughs> when it finally go, <laughs> hits the fan, they just blame Gascon. It's him. It's got to be him. He's not even prosecuting people. That murderer over there just got out. That rapist, oh yeah, he let him out. Uh, and so, <laughs> I mean, it's funny and yet it's not funny because like I said, it's not funny because we're living it. Yet when you just stand back in the safety of your own home and you look at it and try to imagine this as if you're watching it on TV, again, and I, I know I've said this about other things, this is, this is Saturday Night Live. Maybe a clip from old uh what do they call it mad mad tv mad tv mad magazine tv mad tv whatever it was um that's where jim carrey got his start i mean maybe gascon's working on being the next jim carrey or something i don't know but he's flip-flopping all over the place he is flip-flopping american attorney former police officer district attorney democrat party republican party i don't know who i am (laughs) anyways let me try to read part of this um and again, I'll do my best to put the link to this information for you. But it says uh, he was at one time the San Francisco district attorney. It says Gascon at San Francisco Pride in 2011, in 2011, in his last act as mayor of San Francisco, Gavin Newsom appointed Gascon as San Francisco district attorney filling the job vacated by Kamala Harris. Right there, you should see uh, anybody that's associated, promoted, or given a job by um, Gavin Newsom, they, you know, their their engine isn't firing on all eight cylinders. The elevator don't go up to the top. They are like a a Bud Light, maybe two Bud Lights short of a (laughs) six-pack. It says, anyways, Gascon has subsequently elected, uh, was subsequently elected in his own right in November 2011 and again in 2015. In 2018, Gascon announced that he would not be seeking re-election, citing his need to care for his mother in Los Angeles. So he came here to care for his mother in L.A., then decided to run here? I don't know. He resigned from his San Francisco district attorney position in October 2019. So he's... He's also noted for bail reform. Gascon advocated for the end of cash bail. Gascon brought the public safety assessment, PSA tool, to San Francisco to assist courts in making bail decisions more equitably. Why is that word always used and thrown out when it's, a te- when it's something stupid we're talking about? But equity, equitable, equitability. Anyways, initial results indicate that for the 15 months following the implementation of PSA tool, only 6% of defendants released went on to commit a new crime while awaiting trial. Mm, Yeah, whatever. Roughly half the rate observed during the similarly recorded period time in 2006, during which cash bail was used exclusively to determine which defendants were released awaiting trial. Criticism. During uh, Gascon's time as district attorney, property crimes increased by 49%. There you go. So how is it that he, on one hand, uh, he was letting these people out without any cash bail and he says, oh, but they didn't go out and do anything wrong, but somewhere else, property crime increased 49%. 
You see, ladies you have to, and gentlemen, you have to always keep reading because when it comes to a person like this, even when they try to tell you something good, oh, look, this is good. No, it's not good. Keep reading. Just keep reading. Some of Gascon's critics have blamed this increase on his office's reluctance to file charges against high-level offenders. During Gascon's tenure, misdemeanor charges were only filed in 40% of cases presented by the San Francisco Police Department. Having worked with Gascon, San Francisco Mayor London Breed and City Attorney Dennis Herrera declined to endorse him in his bid to become the District Attorney of Los Angeles County. Breed and Herrera instead endorsed his opponent, the incumbent Jackie Lacey. So, crime was really actually on the increase, no matter how you float these, okay, was on the increase horribly under... uh, Gascon while in San Francisco. So when he started running here, even the people there, the the mayor of that time, uh, London Breed, and the city attorney, uh, Dennis Herrera, they, they no, we're not gonna we're not gonna support that dude. We we back Jackie Lacey. We're not gonna support this guy. This guy's a nut. Crime went up under him, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you see, he he came here to Los Angeles, ran, and was voted in. Did anybody not do their homework? I certainly didn't vote for him. I voted for Jackie Lacey, I believe, but I certainly didn't vote for him. I did not vote for him because I knew anything attached to the Democrat Party, especially when somebody like this flips, flip-flops back and forth, not only politically, but socially, and he's flip-flopping back and forth, that tells you this is a guy that doesn't care about anybody, has no real principles, has no real true values of any real value all he's looking at is himself. What do I need to do? What party do I need to be a part of? What do I need to say to get um, liked? This guy has a serious problem that when he flips, when people flip flop back and forth like this, it's usually because they're trying to find a group that will like them and just accept them and make them feel good. He doesn't care about anybody. He's not going to do the right thing because it's the right thing. He's going to do something because somebody's going to give him a cookie and pat him on the head and say, good job. I mean, this guy's desperately in need of some therapy. Anyways, let's go on. His drug policy in 2018, Gascon announced that he would apply California's Adult Use of Marijuana Act retroactively to every marijuana case since 1975 in order to level the playing field for those adversely affected by the criminalization of marijuana. The move cleared misdemeanor convictions and reduced felony convictions for those entitled for record relief under the act. He pardoned the Code for America. He partnered, I'm sorry, he partnered with Code for America, a 501c3 nonprofit organization which kicked off a national movement resulting in dozens of cities across the country clearing marijuana convictions. It says Prop 47, which was co-authored by Gascon, reduced single drug possession from a... Oh, I'm sorry. Let me read that again. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what's going on here. Prop 47, which was co-authored by Gascon, reduced simple drug possession from a felony to a misdemeanor in California. Now, I don't know what simple drug possession is. I've always had a problem with this because I want people to say, well, you know, marijuana is not that bad. Having a little bit is no big deal. So why? But if, if something is illegal, something is clearly illegal, has been illegal. It's not catching anybody off guard. And whether you get caught with a half an ounce or 10 pounds, to me, it's there's no difference. You're breaking the law. A clear law. Okay, you're breaking the law. Uh, and that would go for anything. I mean, is there like simple murder and then just 
uh, like other murder. And in, in, in the Democrats' mind, there really is, because sometimes, in some cases, a person can clearly go out, premeditated murder somebody, and in a few short years, be out. Now, I have a huge problem with that. Now, a lot of people say that I'm just heartless for saying this, but I'm going to say it anyways. I'm going to take my chances. In my opinion, we should bring back the death penalty and not death row for like 40 years, but death penalty. And we, we could put in like a, you know, what do they call it? the diamond lane. Let's get it done faster and just get these people out of the system and out of our hair. No more problems. No more issues with them. All right, murderers, go to the gas chamber. Go to the go to a rope. Go to a firing squad. Go to an electric chair. Whatever it is, just get rid of them. Uh, um, I would even say the same thing for um, rapists of children, uh, child molesters, things of that nature. We don't need them in our society. We just don't. A lot of people, you're a Christian. Yes, I am a Christian. And that's why I say that. Because while all of you are feeling sorry for the for the criminal, for the rapist, and for the murderer, my heart goes out to those who were murdered and their family that has to live with that for the rest of their life. My heart goes out to the victims of rape, especially child rape and child molestation. And they have to live with the scars and the pain. It affects them for the rest of of their life. I am so sick and tired of you left-leaning people, you bleeding heart liberals that have more compassion for the murderers and the rapists than you do the little children that are being harmed, the women that are being harmed, and the scars that they will carry for the rest of their life. It sickens me, absolutely sickens me that somebody will fight to keep a murderer alive when in fact they are murderers and they left somebody dead in their wake or they left some child scarred for the rest of his or her life having to deal with the pain and deal with the scars and the hurt of that rapist and then somebody out there wants to come along some bleeding heart liberal oh no we got to do away with the death penalty because it's so cruel and unusual really so them murdering other people and raping children is not cruel and unusual unbelievable what we have to deal with unbelievable anyways let me get on to this the last little part of this uh, information here says investigations of police officers still talking about gascon gascon launched a blue ribbon panel which was set to investigate a scandal in the san francisco police department regarding allegations that homophobic and racist texts have been exchanged between 14 or more police officers in 2014. In 2016, following recommendations of both the Department of Justice and Blue Ribbon Panel, Gascon secured funding to create the Independent Investigations Bureau, which investigates shootings involving police officers' excessive force and and in-custody deaths. So in 2014, Gascon launched this Blue Ribbon Panel to do what? To... um, investigate a scandal in the San Francisco Police Department regarding allegations that homophobic and racist texts, yes, ladies and gentlemen, texts, T-E-X-T, texts, had been exchanged between 14 or more police officers. Now, ladies and gentlemen, while on the one hand, should police officers or any person for that matter be sending what, (laughs) what is labeled homophobic or racist texts, Especially on duty, no, of course not. Of course not. (laughs) I don't advocate for that. But again, please, I'm going to do my best not to laugh again because this is serious business. But Gascon took 
San Francisco uh, tax dollars to launch this blue ribbon panel to investigate something that were really was a waste of time, money, effort, energy. This is how double-minded and messed up this dude's mind is. Instead of out being out there trying to investigate and 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 convict rapists, murderers, uh, molesters, thieves, things of that nature, he's going down hard on what cops are texting back and forth to one another. So one cop makes a funny little text that may be poking fun at homosexuality or uh, transgenderism. And by golly, Gascon is there to save the day and crush those officers for simply texting. Do I agree with those texts? Absolutely not. But do I think that the DA of San Francisco should be going after police officers for texting? No. He should be going after rapists. He should be going after murderers. He should be going after uh, drug pushers. He should be going after molesters. Instead, he's wasting his time and money of the city on going after texts. I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen, but does that sound as ridiculous to you as it did to me? That instead of going after hardened criminals and cleaning up the crime in San Francisco, he's more concerned with what one officer is texting to another officer. I mean, again, I don't know if these officers were on duty. It doesn't say here in this. So I'm assuming they were, which they shouldn't have been doing that on duty. But I don't know about you. I just think that there's some more um, uh, important things to go after as a DA than what one cop is texting to another cop. Could be just me. Could just be me. But I am thinking that, uh, yeah, maybe he should have had his eyes focused on something else. But this is the man, the DA, that's responsible for who's going to be put away, who's going to be not just charged but convicted of a crime. And he's done, he's not doing a very good job of it. He doesn't convict very many people. It has to be a really heinous crime or he can't get any way. If there's no way out for him, then he'll convict. But as long as there's a way out for him and it doesn't come fall on his shoulders, at least immediately, oh, we won't convict him. It doesn't matter what it is, really. So these mobs of young people could go around destroying property, stealing condoms and cigarettes doing burnouts in the street, blocking entire parts of neighborhoods and, set, and such to the point that the um, sheriff's department is outmanned, outnumbered. And what is this guy going to do about it? I'm going to watch this. I, hopefully he, he gets a, a backbone and some other things. But um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm willing to, to bet that he's not going to do much of anything. Maybe a little slap on the wrist, a little slap on the wrist. But um, I want to see him, you know, grow up and be a man someday. I mean, this Pinocchio, this Pinocchio, you know, that's dancing around on the Democrat uh, string. I, I just hope that one day he becomes a man, that he doesn't remain this long nosed wooden puppet of the Democrat Party, but he actually becomes a man. And one of the ways you do that is get some integrity, have some values that are actually valuable, live by them, quit flip flopping back and forth. Figure out who you are and what you are and stand up for it if that's what you really believe. But this guy doesn't, I don't think he, he doesn't stand up for anything real because he doesn't know what to believe. He believes whatever is going to put him in with the cool crowd, I guess. I don't know. He was a, a Republican at one point, maybe because some pretty girl in the Republican Party caught his eye. I don't know. 
But anybody that flip-flops that much in his life, in his career, is unstable. Just unstable. And that's what we have here in L.A. County. We have such instability. Why? Because of people like unstable Gascon and the unstable Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors. This nonsense has got to stop. And ladies and gentlemen, it begins with you. Stop voting Democrat. Thank you for joining us at Table Flippers. I truly appreciate you. You can write me at gwccrobert at gmail.com. That's gwccrobert at gmail.com. Please let me know how I'm doing. Remember to pick up some of our merchandise. You can find the link at gwcclancaster.org. That's gwcclancaster.org. Until next time, be continually blessed.